We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right. Let's take a shot. Okay. Let's do it. All right. All right. All right. Cheers, you holy bitches. This is... <laughs> Should we say... Oh. Oop. Oh God. Should we say a prayer before or after? Yeah, Should we pray over our Let's vodka? pray over our shot. Okay. Um, Madison, Madison kick us off. Yeah, since you're the guest, you have to lead the prayer. Okay. Dear Holy Father, <laughs> please watch over us as we uh, take these shots and <laughs> chat through this. I don't know what we're talking about, but, you know, cheers. <laughs> cheers. Because that was a beautiful prayer. Was cheers, it? Sky Daddy. Cheers. <laughs> Sky Mommy. Welcome to the Holy Hour. I'm Amelia Sampson. And I'm Liz Ball. And we have a guest today. First guest. Hey, you want to introduce yourself? Hi, guys. I'm Madison. <laughs> Hi, guys. You, you can also, call me, shoulder you can also call me the pizza queen. Yes. <laughs> that is your official title. We love official it. Official title. Yeah. <laughs> the pizza queen. Um, this is our first guest we've ever had. This is very exciting. Yeah, so we know Madison from work, which is how me and Liz know each other. So this is just a cute little full circle moment. We're all a bunch of work wives. Okay? Yeah, we are. Yes. You've heard of sister wives, but have you heard of work sister wives? <laughs> we hide each other up. We, uh, yeah. we get peer pressured into taking shots yeah. by Madison. We love a good happy hour about 3 p.m. on Thursdays back when we were in the office. Yeah. If you guys remember those, like back when we were in the office. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very foreign words. Yeah. When we get back to the office, I'm going to be regularly visiting your desk for Tito's shots. Yeah, yeah she has a handle of Tito's in her drawer. And I just like feel really bad right now because I feel like it misses me. Like I feel like it <laughs> thinks you I abandoned, abandoned your child. it. And yeah. it's just like I just want it to know I still care. Right. No, <laughs> for sure. It knows. And it's hard. It knows. Okay. I have like two boxes of Trulies just sitting at my desk that I've been thinking about for an entire year. I have a moldy cup. Um, <laughs> it's a tumbler. That's so We are not the same. <laughs> I know. We're not the same. <laughs> I have a moldy cup. No. <laughs> I, I miss the days where I would scour uh, the three floors for the white claws that I like. <laughs> Into it. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, there's mango. We got to go hoard these. I'm, like, actually frustrated because we used to have all these beverages in the fridge, like, not even, like, non-alcoholic ones. And now yeah. I have to buy those for myself. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, are you going to reimburse me for this? Yeah. I want my Do body bubbles. Yeah. Do, I, I miss the endless cold brew. Mm. 
people are going to be like, where the fuck did you work? <laughs> we don't have a ball pit. It's my only complaint. <laughs> only God, can complaint. you imagine? We, that was really the only thing we were lacking. We had a foosball table, imagine. a pool table, a ping pong table. I would not be surprised if we got... If a we bar had a, drawer, like ooh, full of bars. Yeah. Snacks all around. The social team had all the fun stuff. Mm. <laughs> That's because we have all the fun people. Yeah, well, it got quieter from, like, every time you went up a floor, it got more quiet. <laughs> <laughs> every time I came down to three, I was like, it's a fucking party down here. Party. You get up to five, and you'd be like, is anyone up here? Am I allowed to talk? Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God, I know. I'd always is be whispering <laughs> You'd come down to, like, three, and I'd be bouncing on that, like, giant, like, ball. That yes. You know, like, what is that? Like a... a the like, like exercise, yoga. yeah. I'd yeah. just be like bouncing on it, like trying to balance, and you you would be like, okay, with your laptop, like walking by, like hi bye. Okay, I get that you're like, like super a, busy, a full but run. I want to see if you can balance on this ball, Amelia, <laughs> on your knees. Uh, I kind of miss it, honest. I was thinking today how nice it's been not having to commute because I live so fucking far from the office, but I miss seeing people. Yeah, you got to figure that commute out. Fucking suck. Yeah, I do. You just need to move closer to us. I do. Maybe I'll just, like, move you near your building. Move, like, right <laughs> I in I could between. see that happening. <laughs> you would get so sick of me. <laughs> Live right next door? No. Oh, my God. It'd be, like, a knock on your door, so like, fun. every hour. Hey, uh, Liz, I got this text. Or, um, <laughs> hi, Liz. Do you Can have I any sugar? Cats? <laughs> just wanted to <laughs> hang out with your cat. <laughs> it's Grandpa okay here in Purr. <laughs> <laughs> I miss Gatsby. Can I come? Can I come over? We just like all hang out, watch a movie. Oh my God, no, Liz, you would truly hate that. I don't know. I, I would don't... really. I would bug you all the time. Maybe I, I'll think about it. I have good boundaries. I have good boundaries. Yeah. In my you know what? I do too. Okay, well, then I'll move into your building. <laughs> <laughs> it's like only it's like, happening. There's probably some openings. That whole neighborhood is phenomenal. I love that area. It's a cute little. It is, and there's always parking. That's my main concern with Seattle. I know, you're very concerned about parking, I feel like, at all times. Because I spend so much of my life trying to find parking in Seattle. Like, 30% I mean, I think you should always Uber, though. Like, let's just Uber. Yeah, you see, but I'm so cheap, Mm, you know? So I try to find, like... I can just... Whenever you're, like, texting me or on your way, I I can sense through the phone that you are fully a tornado. <laughs> oh, my God. You should Just see like my house chaos, right now. And I'm like, yeah, it's it's going to be okay. You're going to get here. We're going to record. Because it's every time be I go, look, I'm always, like, 15, 20 minutes late to Liz's place mm-hmm. because there's always something that goes She's wrong one of those. on my way out. Like, sometimes my garage door won't close. Or, like, sometimes I can't find my keys. Today, my keys ran out of batteries because I have a push to start. It's always something stacked against me. I think I was cursed as a child to never okay, be like, on time the key thing you got to figure that out put your keys in the same place every time well i know that's, i know it's like an easy fix but it's always sometimes i'll just leave my keys in the car because it's a push to start i don't have to take the key out so i just leave the keys in there and then i'll look for the keys Do for like an hour the car? it's in my garage i have a garage mm. oh like a she, one car garage <laughs> oh yeah just have like no car like me and just like wing <laughs> it mm-hmm. just like mm-hmm. Mooch rides. Yeah, and- everyone's like sad for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, before when we could go places, we had the orca cards. And I would just use, I would get on the bus. Wait, we don't have that anymore. No. Did y'all realize that? Yeah. yeah <laughs> so I tried to get on the light up. rail. But here's the thing. But I was on my Microsoft so I still, have a, I still have an orca pass. Okay, so you guys know I don't do public transportation. So, like, I threw away my orca card the other day and it felt so liberating. Like, I am done so with <laughs> public trans. I am retiring. Yeah, you guys have no idea what we're talking about, but I am retiring from public transportation because I cannot be bothered. Um, I've heard that when you get old, it's like, uh, you become like how you were when you were a child. What? Like a little kid. Yeah. That tracks because my niece was crying. So I'm going to be oh. a 
bossy little yes love to see lady. it little f- Amelia's gonna lady. be probably like the sweetest little like smiley baby. just the cutest just like so grandma. sweet just like so and sincere oh my god I can't imagine being old that's a scary thought I think about it all the time I can't about or I'll lose old. my mind and that's why I am so vain now because I know it's not gonna last <laughs> I have a mental block when I think about getting old which makes me feel like I'm gonna die young Mm. This is so like, weird. To well, I was going to say 27 Club, but you're <gasps> no, don't no, I'm not 28 yet. Oh. I turned 28 in June. Oh. Stop it. You guys erase that from your memories. We're deleting yeah. that. that. No, I think happened. about it all the time. Like when I turn 28, I have to, it has to be a big blowout. Sometimes I'll end up with a white lighter. Apparently in the 27 Wait, Club. Wait, what's a white lighter? Like like a lighter, like a Bic lighter. Oh. Apparently like the, there's like a rumor that all of these people in the 27 Club died with a white lighter in their pocket. So they say not to own a white lighter when you're 21 or you're 27. And I, every time I'm with anybody that's smoking, they fucking leave their white lighter behind. Oh. And you know I, what's so I'm interesting? Gonna... 27 is right before your uh, Saturn return happens. What? Yeah. So like Saturn return happens between like age 28 and 30. <gasps> what does that mean? I have to make it's it. It's like, you know how so many people have like big life changes like, you know, when they turn 30. Yeah. Um, like, their career changes. Or if you look at the history of, like, musicians, like, their best album comes out when they're, like, 20, between so 20 you peak and 30. It. You peak. Yeah. Yeah. Or, no, because your Saturn returns every 28 years. Oh. Like, 28 to 30 years. Okay. I'm currently in my Saturn return. How you feeling? I feel fucking great. You you all, you feel great from the outside too. Mm-hmm. From when I met Liz, it's a complete glow up. Not that you were bad before, but like the brows have made them, <laughs> they are they are she has soap brows right now, y'all, yeah. and they are my, so chic. Guys, no one knows it. I mean, <laughs> you can look at my Instagram, but my brows used to be just like painted on my face painted. in like not a cute way. Like if she would sweat, it would be a very bad situation. Yeah, it would like not in, be cu- good. When you were at when you worked where we work? Yeah, when I first started. I don't remember that. And I had short blonde hair. Yeah, you did. Your hair was very chin. short. And my my eyebrows were just so aggressive. And like now I laminate them myself. Yes, it's they look like so good. Such a vibe. I'm brush them up. Where'd you get your lamination stuff from? Amazon? Yeah, um, it's the same as a, a a lash lift. So if you oh. bought a DIY like lash lift kit, you could do that on your brows. I don't do it on my lashes because I don't have that. See, I love it, but energy. I don't think I have enough going on there so and I then I do something I, the well because you push them upward and then you laminate them mm. and then I have the glossier boy brow yes. and the brow flick so I'll just brush them up and then I'll put the like uh boy brow on to kind of hold them in place and then I fill in like just those little corner areas with with the brow flick mm-hmm. and it's been a vibe like it looks really good the brows are just they're coming out to play they've they've come a long way yeah they've had a long life you they know? have they've been skinny they've seen some they've skin. seen a lot yeah, yeah <laughs> they really have yeah especially in the last few years uh-huh. i really feel like yeah i've i i was thinking about this earlier i feel like i've just kind of grown into myself oh for sure like i've always been my I've always been this person. Yes. But when you're influenced by a bunch of other things that you're like, I like how that girl looks and I like their style and I want to copy it, but it doesn't work on you, you know? Yeah. Like I used to always copy one of our coworkers because I was like, oh, I like her her outfit. And I also would like try and copy Madison because I was like, oh, her outfits are good too. Mm -hmm. They just weren't for me. They weren't my vibe. When you're trying to figure out who you are, it's so easy to do mm-hmm. that. I did that all through college. like, And it was really surrounded around like what I thought my ex wanted. So I would mm-hmm. see girls on campus and I'd be like, that's probably someone that 
that he would like. And that's why I got my nose pierced. And oh. yeah. And I would dress a certain way. I would like, I was looking at my like memories on Facebook and like some of the statuses that I set in like 2013 were very specifically worded how like these girls would talk. So fucked. But like when you're trying to figure out who you are, it's so easy just to kind of like oh, yeah. acclimate, you know, to what's happening around you. And so I've, I've thought of it like recently of like, just because I like how maybe like a celebrity or something is styled, mm-hmm. I can appreciate it and not want to also look that way. Yes. You can be pretty in your own way. Yeah, totally. Um, and it took me, uh, being alone by myself all the fucking time <laughs> in a pandemic to be like, this is what I like and this is what I want to wear. Yeah. And I feel like if I'm, I'm figuring it out. I love that you would always do your makeup in the beginning too and take like the cutest little selfies. Like mm-hmm. I was having a little like I had an internet bay and like oh yes I forgot about it yeah that was the only time you could see me was online so I was like putting on eyelash extensions and like doing all this you did the individual eyelash extensions Mm -hmm. I remember that it was it was a fun little beauty experiment phase and I just like was looking cute working from home all the time and I remember Madison and our other co-workers like so like what is Liz doing like why is she always dressed up (laughs) working from home (laughs) I'd be on the meetings and like full glam full be like well, I'm going to post a selfie later for my... Yeah, yeah, that was the thing. She was like, I have to take a selfie later. That was, like, her thing. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, uh-huh. And then, like, now I can't, I cannot be bothered. Like, I was just about to say, I was thinking about this the I other day. I dress up you guys. How, yes. like, you were... And, and it's not that you were being inauthentic, but you were, like, putting it on when you were, like, in a relationship with Twitter Bay, Like, a relationship, you know what I oh, mean. Oh, I you was were thinking putting about on. my, like, online presence all the time. Yes, and now in the relationship that you're in now, now like, you're so... I forgot to message you back. Honestly, <laughs> yourself. Right. I looked on my, at my phone in three days. And that's Same. how... I think that that's why I'm... I mean, besides, I just... I'm a fan of his. Like, I think that that's why I'm such a fan of your relationship, because, like, you were just so yourself in the relationship. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, like... I think, you know, in, in some ways, I think Twitter Bay was good because, like, you know, you learned a lot about, it like... It opened the door for me being... Because I was very closed off to, like, having any feelings towards anyone. Yeah, it was it was a good yeah. stepping stone. The first person stone. I had, like, kind of a crush on. Yeah. In a long time. Yeah. So then having, like... I, it made me open to, like, f- being okay with feeling like that. Mm-hmm. And then that led to Sink Bay. <laughs> oh, yeah, the guy who helped you with your sink... I, d- I actually got reimbursed. Uh, oh, that's... Yeah. Okay. They contacted me. They were like, hey, uh, we've been trying to give you your your um, money back, but <laughs> we don't know where to send it. So. We have no idea what the fuck this is in your yeah. sink. Or I got at least $300 back. Nice. I, I think that building's being demolished. Oh, good thing you got out. I know. Got out with your head. It got weird over there. Have you ever experienced anything difficult and not felt like you had an outlet? I'm Haley Crow, the host of Facilitating Voices, an outlet podcast, where we discuss complex topics surrounding mental health, social justice issues, and interview people with real and raw experiences and exposures to trauma. Tune in to learn, grow, and realize you're not alone. New episodes released weekly on the Chatter Network. But these thoughts lead lead me to uh, our main mm-hmm. course, our main topic. Our main um, course. We're going to be talking about attachment theory and attachment styles because uh, when I was kind of going through my breakup when I first moved to Seattle, 
um, Madison was going through a breakup too. And um, we both had started seeing therapists and I was like, she do lived. It, do she, it. If you're thinking about it, just do it. Pull just the trigger. Go to therapy. <laughs> just do it. Please do it. Break up with your boyfriend. I beg and go you. To therapy. Just do it. <laughs> yeah. um, but I, she lived down the street from me, so I was like, went to her place to have some wine and hang out, and she started telling me about the book Attached, and she was the first person who told me anything about attachment theory, and it's one of those things. It's like once you're introduced to the idea, you see it everywhere, you hear about it everywhere, and I feel like I've been hearing it in a lot of conversations lately, and I thought like it would just be really fun to have a friend talk to us and talk to you guys about attachment theory the same way like you talked about it to me the first time yeah oh I was meeting with my therapist yesterday and I was like I'm pretty excited I'm gonna be on my friend's podcast oh that's my ice machine (laughs) (laughs) I was like are they drilling at this hour (laughs) we don't have a cat in this episode we have an ice machine we have an ice machine (laughs) we've been going through the ice the grandpa stand in (laughs) it's an ice machine (laughs) I was like, really? Someone's doing construction right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, is it done? Uh, there's a plane flying. You okay. can keep going. Okay, now plane, we can go. Plane's fine. Um, so I went to my therapist yesterday, and I was like, you know, big news. I'm gonna be at my on my friend's podcast called The Holy Hour, and she kind of looked at me, and I was like, no, like ho, H O E, and she was like, oh, that makes more sense, and I was like, <laughs> so, what do you mean? What have do you mean? I, have I not sense? mentioned to you I'm super religious? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, so that was just funny and then I told her we were going to be talking about the attached book so we did like a little debrief because it's been a minute since I've yeah, since I read it but your therapist the one is the one who told you to read the book right yeah so I went there after I had a like a series of couple breakups and I wanted to take time off dating because I had read a book not this one I had read a book that had said you know don't focus on finding the right person focus on becoming the right person mm. so what I had done is made a list of all the traits that I wanted in a man and it was everything from like someone who's grateful to someone who like likes dogs you know just Mm -hmm. you know a full list and then I made a second list that was basically like okay this is what I want in a man I can't expect myself not to have these qualities I can't no I can't expect myself a man to have these qualities if I don't have them as well right like I need to become the person that the person I'm looking for is looking for. So mm-hmm. that kind of made me think, well, maybe I should go to therapy. Like I've had a couple of relationships and they haven't been great, right? Like I can't get past this like six months mark or whatever it is. So I went to therapy, chatted with her a little bit and she had been, she had asked like, have you heard about attachment styles? I was like, no, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> and I was like, no, tell me more. <laughs> like, okay. Me in therapy for the first year. <laughs> right, right. No, that's what you're saying to me right now. <laughs> Speak English. Like, what are you talking about? Like, that was me. And um, so basically I got this book, and it's called Attached. And you, you're you basically born kind of with your attachment style. There's three. There's secure, anxious, avoidant. And then the fourth one, which is like more of a secondary one, which is anxious, avoidant. So it basically talks about how you, um, you respond in all your relationships, whether they're intimate or whether they're, you know, friendships or ones with family. So secure, you're comfortable with love, you're comfortable expressing your emotions, you're comfortable with vulnerability. Anxious, you feel like people can't really meet your needs, but you really crave that, um, crave that intimacy and that security and that just like, you you need need constant reassurance. Avoidant, like you feel uncomfortable, like you feel like being with someone makes you compromise your independence. And so you kind of kind of stray away from that vulnerability aspect. And then 
anxious avoidant. Like, it's kind of a mix. Like, I don't know what the fuck's going on there, but, like, you do. Anxious avoidant, isn't it, like, very rare? It is. It's the rarest type, right? And so you kind of fluctuate between the two, which, like, really confuses me. So about, (laughs) yeah, 50% of the population, nation, I don't know, world, whatever you want to call it, is secure. 25 is avoidant 25 is anxious avoidant and there's like a like a random like one percent that's anxious avoidant so mm-hmm. so i studied psychology for i don't think i've ever talked about this <laughs> like as i mean everybody that doesn't know what the, to major in majors in psychology mm-hmm. but um we learned about the attachment styles and so knowing that y- there was a book that, and when i looked up the book i was like oh this is like a people are really f- this is a huge thing what's it's a cult class there's a, there's a whole theory yeah, yeah. it's fun phenom- it's a book so about interesting and it feels very buzzy, but at the same time, it, it's not like this is something that I feel like everybody can relate to. It's like a love language kind of thing. It's like it helps you understand exactly. how people communicate. Exactly. Like you can decide what I need in a relationship. You can understand what your partner needs and give that to them. Yes. Yeah. It tells you so much. So I, I was reading in the recap of the book, um, your dominant attachment style tends to influence how you view intimacy and togetherness, how you deal with conflict. Your attitudes towards sex, which I thought was interesting. Um, ability to communicate your wishes and needs makes sense. And what kind of expectations you have toward your partner in the relationship also makes sense. I thought that the sex part was interesting. Mm-hmm. I mean, it makes sense because it's part of a relationship, but it would be interesting to know like how the attachment styles play into sex. Does the book like dig into that? Yeah, so kind of when you're, when you're avoidant... Um, you kind of you associate sex with intimacy Mm -hmm. so when you're in kind of your avoidance stage or like when you feel like your independence is being infringed on and you you feel like almost claustrophobic like you try to you try to like shy away from sex or if you do have sex you treat it very much so like almost like a transaction like there's no cuddling afterwards it's like yeah time to go i'm gonna roll over and look at my phone Mm what'd you say aftercare aftercare there's no aftercare involved they don't give a fuck about aftercare um and then i think yeah again with secure you can just say they're run of the road they understand it and anxious people they they need that cuddling after right like they need all they need that like reassurance and that like you know, that moment, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it makes sense. It's just like for somebody that, cause you're, you're brought up with those ideas. So I'm always interested yeah. in how people's like, your attachment style is, um, like is developed in your earliest yeah. dependent relationships. So yes. like the, your earliest relationship with your caregiver. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would love if we could each talk about our own attachment style. Yeah. Um, pull up my results. Yeah, Amelia and I took a quiz on our attack, and I was surprised by my results. And when I shared them with Madison, she was surprised too. A little bit too, Let me yeah. See if I could hold on. See, the test that I took has different titles for things. Yeah, they are. So there's like anxious preoccupied. Yeah. Like when you mm-hmm. take the yeah, when you take the quiz, like the book talks about it at a high level, but mm-hmm. then when you take the quiz, it breaks it down by relationship. So for instance, like with my mom, I'm very secure, right? Like very secure, can go to her about anything, those type of things. Yeah. Like, you know, in friendships, again, secure. But in romantic relationships, I was, you know, uh, anxious, preoccupied. So kind of what that meant is that I was, when I was in a relationship, I was very consumed by it. I overthought things, right? Like, mm. if he couldn't hang out one night and cancel at the last minute, I would think I did something wrong, right? Oh, like, yeah. I was cons- like, I was consumed by it, right? Yeah. So um, it's just, it's, so you, depending on the relationship, it has something 
has a different influence on you, if that makes sense. Yeah. And then there are also instances where, like, I was avoidant. For instance, I always, like, walk in front of someone, and that's, like, a sign of someone being avoidant. But, like, I also think I'm just always cold and need a beverage. So, like, (laughs) there's also that. I'm cold. I need a drink. Get out of my fucking Get out of my way. (laughs) Oh, my God. Um, So, I'll start. Yeah. Uh, My, the attachment style quiz we took, what, what's it called? Personaldevelopmentschool.com. Yep. Um, my results are uh, I'm predominantly secure, so I'm 43% secure. Uh, 21%. Love to, love to see it. We love to yes. see it. Yes. And most of us are going to be predominantly secure and then have um, like these little sub yeah. categories. Um, so I'm 21% dismissive avoidant. 21% fearful avoidant, and 14% anxious preoccupied. We have the same exact results. Shut okay. up. That's literally my Wait, results. Wait, you guys were meant to be. <laughs> Wait, that's bizarre. That's hilarious. Wait, there's no way that that's right. Maybe I screenshotted yours and also by you're, accident. Wait, you're avoidant, Amelia? I would have guessed you were... More anxious. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought I was more anxious. Maybe this was your results I screenshotted. There's no there, there's way. There's no way you have the same percentages. That's unless it's just like a you guys took like a hoax. Because I took a quiz, but it was like two <laughs> took years a hoax ago. Quiz. A hoax quiz. They wanted your email. No, wanted I feel your like email. my secure was like in the fifties. Hold on. So yeah, I must have just because I'm going through our pictures we've sent to each other, so I must okay. have just screenshotted yes, yours. Yes, yes, yes. Let's lock this up. Okay, lock it up. Okay. Like, Do you feel like that represents you well? Um. I, I was very surprised to see avoidant on my, like, so high up on my percentages. I was too a little bit when you um, told me. But then when I read the descriptions of them, they made a lot more sense. I thought maybe, if anything, like, my my secondary attachment style would be some kind of anxious attachment because mm-hmm. I'm an anxious person. And I remember you bringing up to me, Madison, um, you were like, um, do you feel like you will stay in a relationship and try and make it work no matter what. And I was like, I do do that. And so I thought maybe I had a secondary um, anxious attachment. But then when I took the quiz and, like, these were my results, I was I was like, what? And then I started reading about it and it made a lot more sense. Yeah. So dismissive avoidant attached can appear very well put together and have an inflated sense of self, um, had to learn to rely on themselves for their own sh- uh, soothing and comfort has difficulty being vulnerable and intimate which like when I was reading this stuff I was like inside this makes a lot of sense like I don't believe that anyone else can like meet my needs besides myself so I have like this wall up of only only I can meet my own needs and um difficulty being vulnerable I know some people might think that's hard to believe because I have this podcast where I talk (laughs) so openly about like my sex life and stuff but I've noticed that I talk about what happened and less about how it made me feel Hmm. and (laughs) when I get called out for that I freak out I'm like how did you notice I don't talk about how it makes me feel that was Uh, similar for me like I would talk about um I would talk about like like what like what I'm gonna do next, right? Like this is what I'm gonna do next. This this is how we're gonna make it all better, not how it made me feel. I'd skip over the how it made me feel stage and just go to this is how we're gonna make it all better, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. That's interesting. I wish that I read my little description more. I found mine. It's different from yours. Okay, thank God. Oh my God. <laughs> no, I was like, you were reading them and I was like, I don't think that this is right. Spooky. Okay, so I got fifty four percent secure. Okay. Which is that tracks. Yeah. 
31% anxious preoccupied. Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> that makes also sense. tracks. And then for both fearful avoidant and dismissive avoidant, I got 8%. Okay. So I'm mostly secure, which makes sense. And it also makes sense that anxious is my next one because my last relationship was traumatizing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and I think to your to your point on your last relationship, like I obviously I don't know him, but um, pandemic and all, but um, right. he was probably avoidant. And there's... Yeah. What they talk about in this book is that there's an anxious avoidant there's an anxious avoidant trap, right? So like anxious and anxious people or anxious attachment styles and avoidant attachment styles they're attracted to each other um, for a couple of reasons, right? They are recycled more into the dating universe more because because mm. they're you know they're just constantly looking for someone, right? Yeah. Secure people get snatched up like that. Like you find a secure person, you hold on and you just like yeah you know go for it, right? And so I think that's one of the main things. And then when you're with an anxious and avoidant, they have the, the, the it feels almost like a spark, mm. but it's not that, right? Like, it's honestly like... It's both of your attachment issues being triggered. Right, it's yeah. triggered. So you feel triggered and you mistake that as a spark. But, like, when you're when an anxious person is with an avoidant person, like, the avoidant person is pulling away and the anxious person keeps wanting more. So, like, no one is going to be able to give each other what they want, yeah. right? And yeah. so people think that's a spark, and they think it's chemistry when really you need to look for... It's just, yeah, both of you, like, an anxious attached person wants their needs to be met, mm-hmm. and then they're expressing, like, this is how I need my needs met. And then an avoidant person, um, like, freaks out when an anxious attached person is expressing their, like, I need more from you. Yeah. And um, when I was, like, when I got my results and I started, like, Googling, like, avoidant attachment stuff because I was like, oh, I want to learn more about this because um, the biggest thing that I noticed that stood out to me, so fearful, avoidant, attached, one of the things it says is, like, um, tends to crave emotional intimacy but often feels mistrustful of others. Mm. Um, And then... Uh, can feel anxiety or helplessness when they begin to fall in love or depend on someone because you have spent so much time def- depending on yourself. So when you're like, oh, I, I need this intimacy from another person, it is scary. Yeah. But when I was Googling like avoidance stuff, one of like the most commonly searched questions is like, do um, avoidant people fall in love? And I was like, <laughs> I love so fucking hard. Like, yeah. I, I, it, and it overwhelms me and it scares me. Yeah. And that's why I can be quick to like, if someone is, shows me way too much attention at the beginning, it freaks me out and Mm. I will run away. And it's also a control thing. Yeah. Like, oh, I don't have control over this circumstance and you're going to show up at my job and like ask me on a date. (laughs) I mean, that's that's not a good, uh, it happened when I was working in retail. This guy showed up in the middle of my shift and was like, was going to ask me out in front of all my employees. And, um, my assistant manager walked in the back and was like, um, maybe don't do that. Is this guy (laughs) supposed to meet you for lunch? And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? And she's like, well, he's here to talk to you. And then I started crying. (laughs) Cause I was like, like, what? I'm not prepared for this. I do miss like a sporadic Liz cry, you know, like, oh my God, Madison sits 
like in the office, she sits right next to me, and like, would you cry a lot in the office? Uh, sometimes uh, it just happens. It's a, yeah, we don't know. It just kind of yeah. hits her sometimes. Wow. Randomly, my eyes would just swell up. Yeah. Or sometimes, if I was hyper focused on something and I was really quiet, Madison would be like, "Are you okay?" Yeah. Mm-hmm. Be like, "What?" I'm yeah. just focused. But there were you are you very know. perceptive. Yeah. Like uh-huh. you would always know when somebody was off. So that's a. A trait of someone who has an anxious attachment style. Oh, so they did this study, like where they would flash, like pictures of or like flash pictures or videos of people at your face, and the anxious attachment style was able to sense the the um, emotion before the secure and the avoidant people, right? So they were just so in tune to like kind of like what was happening there, and then they also internalize it, right? They think like, oh, Liz is crying. I must have said something to Uh her. Like when you know, yeah, and. In reality, I got That's a, not the case. I got a text from my mom that I had some bad news. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and That's then also I'm an anxiety like, trait I don't too. need anything from anyone. Keep it to yourself, and then it just takes one person to be like, "Are you okay?" And I'm like, <laughs> "No, I'm not." <laughs> Look away. And sometimes it would even be over like Skype or Teams too, because like you uh-huh. don't want to make a scene, right? Because our office is pretty like open, you know. Mm-hmm. But, like, yeah, yeah. I remember right when my ex and I broke oh, up. Funny. Oh god, that was at the <laughs> beginning of me working there. And like one of the first like real interactions I had with Liz too. Yeah, you were like walking by my desk, and I just started crying. Like, oh my god, I or I I was already. I think I might have already been crying to like the two girls I and sat Dante, next to. Dante, the dog. Yeah, because we, <laughs> me and the other right two there. girls in my corner, like when my ex and I broke up, like I opened up to them and then they were like, I just got out of a nine year relationship. I just got out of a six year relationship. Like I turned down a proposal and I was like, damn, damn. these women are badass. <laughs> yeah. And they were there for me like no one, like I cannot. That's amazing. Credit them as much like they're the reason that I fit in so well at work and was able to start making friends and like you know start hanging out with people because they were like looking out for me and they went through what I went through Mm -hmm. but Madison walked by my desk and I was just like crying (laughs) and then my boss at the time walked by too but I I just had to tell people I was just like pretend I'm just like not crying and I asked if you wanted a hug and you were like no I was like I was like I'm not a good hugger but like I've been told that but like I just like thought it might be nice to offer it I'm sure I definitely wanted a hug but I knew it would make me sob and Mm -hmm. I was like okay I'm in the middle of work and then your boss had asked you like it was just like completely unrelated he did not see you crying a few days later or anything like that he was like I don't know how it got brought up, but he was like, hey, Liz, did you cry this weekend? And you're like, yeah, actually I did. And everyone was like, <laughs> it became a joke. It became a joke became out, a on joke, our team. Yeah. Like, oh, Liz, Liz is crying. There was another <laughs> thing that was always I like. I cried all the time. Before you and I were really close, somebody would always say like, because you would, you would always say, I'm baby. What was I am baby. <laughs> yeah. Was that about the crying too? No. Oh, no. I'm no. just baby. What is that? <laughs> Um, I don't know how to explain I, baby. Yeah, you don't, you, <laughs> if, if you, know, you know, you know. know. I don't, I, <laughs> I do not know. All of us are baby. Yeah. All of, including me. Yeah, yeah you're a baby. I need to do some research. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was, I saw the crying thing often as, as something that I was repeated baby. and then the baby thing that was repeated. Yeah, because, um, our corner, one time I tweeted, like, I'm 50% boss, 50% I'm baby. <laughs> your boss baby. Yeah, 100% <laughs> boss baby. <laughs> So, 
I just kept getting things like they put a sign on my desk that said boss baby. Oh my god, yes. Well, I think you had a you had a nameplate that said like hashtag girl boss and so we swapped uh, yeah, it out like to that. say we had boss lady or something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. We swapped it out to say like or baby boss or something like that. Yeah, yeah. That yeah, was yeah, it. Yeah, that was it. And then I got a custom card with, it was, like, me drawn as a baby. Cute. There's also another card of Liz drinking, uh, personally drawn card of Liz drinking wine under her desk, which I personally love. (laughs) Yeah, straight out of the bottle. Just drinking it and crying. (laughs) (laughs) That's me. Anyways, Um, back to the the topic. What a segue, or not even a segue. What do you call it? Like a... Um, Anecdote. A a bit. No, like when you get off topic. Like uh, a... Oh, diversion? No. Oh. None of these are right. But I, I, I was going to say, so when you were talking tangent. about... Tangent! Tangent. <laughs> when you were talking about my ex, I was thinking, because, I mean, he's the person that I've had the most experience with in a relationship sense with attachment style, and we were talking about how rare the anxious avoidant is, and I felt like with him, like, I was really experiencing a swing between the two. Like, he was extremely avoidant, and then he cheated on me, and then he had to, like, get back in good graces and swung all the way to anxious, like, very fast. And it So he's at 1%. I think that he is. And honestly, like, knowing how his upbringing was it makes sense like now that I'm learning more about attachment style it makes sense but that was so fucking confusing for me I was like he went from being entirely impossible to reach to being there every second that I needed him and that was tough and like I really feel like he's probably really low on the secure and I mean jumping right into another relationship so quickly shows that as well yeah 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 but like coming out of that and trying to that's the only like real relationship experience that I had until we broke up and so coming out of that and learning about different people's attachment styles and realizing that like there are people that are secure and that I don't need to like always be worrying about or always be talking to was hard for me to reconcile because I was like kind of like overly attentive for people and they were like you're allowed to chill and I think that's why anxious shows up in this more than because I I feel very lucky that I was relation your romantic relationship shapes you so be you know shape those secondary attachment styles absolutely And, and it's really showing up and I think that that's because I felt like when when he was being avoidant I would always need to bridge that gap and then when he was being anxious I also had to kind of bridge that gap because I was like Oh, I need to always make you know that I'm here. Yeah, and you have to be a pendulum. Right. And that's, like, I feel like that's something, like, a a manipulative person would do. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. like, when I think about my past relationships, um, like, avoidant attachment really makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, Like... A shoe man. I dated him in high school, and I dated him as an adult, and... Shoe man, <laughs> I know, love it. Such a shoe man, a little s- sneaker Sneak. face. I don't Just know. a little sneaker snake. Yeah. Sneaker snake. Ooh. I like that. Uh, yeah, that's waiting in your boot to bite you. Ah, there's a snake in my boot. <laughs> there's a snake in my boot. Um, in high school, like when we went away to college, I got to a point where I was like, I want to make friends. I like am missing out on the college experience because I'm like confined in this relationship where he's trying to micromanage everything I do Mm -hmm. and it pushed me away the more he needed me and would follow me like um 
he told me that my college wasn't good enough for him because he was too smart. And then uh, I was like, weird. Yeah, it was rude. I'll punch him in a second. Yeah. And then when I broke up with him, he was like, I decided I'm transferring to your school. And I was like, do not come here. Also, creepy. Like, this is my territory. I've laid down my tracks. I've already made friends. Yeah. Um, Get your own. And then. I will say when he, like, so, like, his anxious attachment style is showing up in that aspect where it's, like, pushing me away even more. And then as adults, I think that just knowing his circumstances with his family and himself, I'm sure he became, like, anxious avoidant. Mm-hmm. And, and he looks like an uncooked loaf of sourdough bread. <laughs> That's the perfect way to describe him. <laughs> and it's only gotten worse. <laughs> It, honestly, it has. I haven't seen, I seen like, him as of late, but... Oh, he has a reason to have a dad bod. That's so nice. <laughs> oh, should we take a shot to that? He has a reason <laughs> That's now. why he I'll a take a shot. <laughs> yeah, we need another shot. We need a drink to that. Yeah. Oh, Sorry. my now, God. Now I'm just getting mean. But I will <laughs> say... Yeah, that was my bad. I, I got us on that. That was my all my bad. Like, I came I mean, in guns he, blazing. He, came in swinging. He did assault me, so... Yeah, so I feel justified. If I yeah. ever... I'm so happy he doesn't live here, because if I ever saw him... I would have some words for that man. Or not be cute. I curse the day you were born. Yeah. yeah. Hey. I curse thee. Yeah. Hey. Get out of here. I don't like you. That was a Sex in the City reference. <laughs> was it? Yeah. I need to rewatch Sex in the City. Charlotte said in um, the movie, like, if I ever see Big again, I'm going to, I have my speech worked out and her speech is, I curse the date. That's her entire speech. <laughs> I curse the day you were born. Um, but I think, I think the, the silver lining here is that when, I think you and I both probably found some secure man, right? Like my boyfriend is secure, your boyfriend's secure. And I think it has really calmed me down in the sense of being preoccupied. Like I don't overthink things. If he shorten a text message, I don't, um, I don't think it's my fault. Right. Like Mm -hmm, I think, mm -hmm. oh, he's probably having a day. And that's okay. So, yeah. like, we'll connect later and, you know, talk through these things. And Dating I, a secure person can really do that for you. Yeah. Um, I will say, I think that my boyfriend probably had, like, both, like, predominantly secure, but also maybe a little bit of avoidant, avoidance. Yeah. And I can relate to him on that level of, like, being predominantly secure, but having some avoidance show up. Mm. And, like, you kind of panic. You're like, I can tell this person really likes me, and I don't really know where I'm at right now. And, like, you just freak out, and you're like... I like them, but that's scary because I can't control that. So I'm just going to run away. Right. And you're like, fuck, why'd I do that? Yeah. So, um, I like really can relate to him in that aspect. But like the more comfortable we get with each other, the easier it is to like tap into that security. Because I remember at the beginning, like if he wouldn't text me for hours and hours, I'd be like, hey, I just need you to like text me back like so that's called a protest behavior so one so the things that the two things in the book that they talk about with anxious and avoidance people is that anxious people will engage in and again you're not fully one of one thing right you have a mix of yeah Mm -hmm. so like if you have an anxious kind of attachment style like one of the things you'll engage in is protest behaviors and that looks like like you keep tallies like they haven't texted me back in 30 minutes i'm not going to text them back for an hour another thing is is like <laughs> if they that. make a comment yeah I'm, i used to engage in these were like my mo like, like you didn't text clear. me back for yeah. 35 minutes i'm not going to text you back for two hours right yeah <laughs> 
And meanwhile, they're like cat. playing. Video they don't even games know. They don't care. Yeah, yeah they don't like, care. <laughs> Another one is if, if they She's like. Probably at the grocery store. <laughs> if they um, say something that kind of like hurts your feelings, instead of being like, "Oh, that hurt my feelings," you would you would turn away. You would make a snotty comment back. Like you would just like kind of try to get even, almost. Like mm-hmm. I remember times, and I can't believe this was my vibe at one time. But like, if someone's like, if my boyfriend says something that hurt my feelings, instead of being like. Oh, that hurt my feelings. I'd be like, yeah, well, you did blah, blah, blah. Like, I would just, like, yeah, I did the same. jugular. Yeah, like, all right, I well. The same exact yeah. God, that's so interesting. I've never heard of And protest even behavior. as petty as, like, just turning my back to them. That is a protest behavior that they outline in the book. And it's like, I would literally turn my back to them physically when it's like, what is that accomplishing? Am I five years old where I need to, like, you know, turn my back to someone and just pout for a minute? Did they say why <laughs> people feel the need, the need to do that? They, they basically kind of go into, like, that is just your you're like the end of the book talks about effective communication and that's the key and this is how you can kind of get there right and I think I think it's just our ineffective way of communicating right yeah we instead of the biggest proponent in this and you noticing this is self-awareness yeah Uh so like yeah it fucking sucks to admit to yourself like wow I would engage in this kind of like childish petty behavior as a way to get back at them for not actually communicating my needs and how something made me feel because it's easier to do that sometimes Mm -hmm. than it is to say listen I need this from you yeah Yeah. it's less shameful to be like hey when you said this it hurt my feelings because being vulnerable is is the hardest thing you can do right it is painful to be vulnerable um but once you are self-aware now you have a level of power and knowledge that you didn't have before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can like go to your partner and be like, Hey, I know you probably didn't mean it like this, but when you said that it hurt my feelings. And that's so scary because like, if you don't really know what style people communicate with, it's like that you could be shut down for being vulnerable with your feelings. And that's fucking sucks. Yeah. Amen. I think you guys need to do that more. Like the whole, amen. Yeah. amen oh, we to should. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Um, I've been realizing, like, as I've been dating, I've been, like, seeking out men with an avoidant attachment style because I don't want to get involved in anything. And, and I feel like Music Man is extremely secure, but is, like, showing avoid, like, avoidant tendencies to try to, like, keep a distance. And I think that that's why I'm so attracted to this relationship. Everybody else I've dated, save, like, Grapes was pretty... Have you heard about grapes? Yeah, he was pretty secure, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, there was other stuff going on there. But mm. like everybody else game. that I've dated has been remarkably anxious, and that's been what's turned me off from them. Yeah. Um, but I've been seeking out an avoidant because it feels safer. Like right. if they're not like constantly like coming at me, yeah. So it's just been like it's interesting to hear you guys talk about like the secure attachment style and like when you find that you want to like hold on to it mm-hmm. because like every time I meet anybody that's secure, I'm like, oh no. <laughs> Well, it's boyfriend material. When I did talk to, when I did tell my boyfriend, like, oh, well, when you, like, don't text me back, like, it makes me sad. Yeah. He tried so hard, like, no matter what, he tried to text me back within, like, a certain time frame Um. and, like, meet those needs for me. And then once we started to get more comfortable with each other, like, now I'm not like that at all. And neither is he. Like, if he doesn't text me back in a few hours, I'm like, oh, he's probably busy. Like, I'm not, like, thinking, like, oh, he's, you know, engaging in a protest behavior or something like Uh that. I'm not overthinking it. And then if I don't text him back, he knows, like, 
I either fell asleep or like like right now he knows I'm recording probably like yeah it's you're on airplane it's mode. become a lot more lax and I think that we like don't give each other enough grace in that like when you first start dating someone like your brain is firing off like, yeah all of this stuff like all of this dopamine and you're overwhelmed I hated the beginning of our relationship because I was too excited mm. and I was like I'm exhausted I just <laughs> want you were to wearing me that. out and we <laughs> was like oh you're not doing anything but like how I feel about you is overwhelming yeah well and I to, to okay so you, you know we have protest behaviors and I think you're interested in people with the avoidant attachment style because they engage in detachment behaviors yeah. so like they're like you know the same side of a different coin yeah different side that's of whatever, exactly whatever that's saying is i don't know yeah. yeah um so they do things that like you different know different sides of the same coin yeah, different yeah. side yeah, there we go um <laughs> we, we're smart we know things we got this we got this um so they basically do things that like kind of create distance between you and them so yeah. they will you know scroll on their phone after having sex or not text you back for a few hours or, you know, not do those type of behaviors that kind of detach themselves for you. Yeah. And I think that's why you like it. Cause you kind of want your independence right now. You don't want yeah. to settle down. Right. Yeah. But you can, you can understand why an anxious and avoidant person get together. It's just like, you know, right. It's the the push and pull. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, it sucks because it's like, I've been looking for the anxious avoidant. And I, I think everybody that's listening <laughs> that has been listening for a while knows <laughs> Like, really um, involved with this music man situation because I can't fucking figure it out. And I think that that's a huge thing. Like, I've been looking for the anxious attachment style, but I keep wanting more from it. And that's been an interesting kind of push and pull. And, like, hearing you talk about protest behaviors and understanding the different attachment styles having different protest behaviors, is it like a when you're in, when you're doing the protest behavior, you swing to the other side? No, so, like... Anxious people, they engage in protest behaviors. And then um, avoidant people, they engage in detachment behaviors. Anxious and avoidant, they swing between the two, right? Yeah. But again, we're not all fully 100% one right. thing, right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. I think I think you have been enjoying the avoidant behaviors because you're not really not – I don't think you're really ready to settle down, right? Like, Definitely not. Yeah, yeah. So it kind of actually puts you at ease being with someone who's avoidant because if they pull away, it's kind of okay, right? Yeah, like, yeah. But – and like to your love bombing – situation that you had like mm-hmm. you were that brought out your best anxious oh, side yeah, of you right yeah. like you were so into it you were so excited yes. you're like this is great I'm into you you're into me and then he pulled away mm-hmm. like that was his avoidance side just pulling away yeah. from you and yeah, like because even though you weren't actually like fully emotionally invested yeah he's still triggering those like fear responses in you 100% and I think that's the one of the most important things to think of is like when your attachment style comes out it's a fear-based response mm-hmm. yeah it's not like, you know, anytime you're in a relationship, this is how you act. Yeah. It's, it's more so like these things come into play because you're afraid. Yes. And uh, ultimately, if you like dig into that, it's like, oh, what am I afraid of? Falling in love? And it's like, no, you're afraid of losing it. Yeah. You're afraid of lo- like another relationship ending. I can't. I've been saying this from the beginning. Even before I started really digging into the attachment style stuff, I've been saying like I can't put myself in a position to get hurt again. Like yeah. that's been the whole thing. So I've been being involved with men that are super avoidant because it's like if I know from the beginning they're not going to get involved and they're not going to invest anything in me then like I can't get hurt yeah and the comedian was a very anxious attachment style like he and he posted about 
this book recently, actually. This but, one? Yeah. On his story, yeah. Amen, amen, amen. seeing it everywhere. And he is, he is remarkably anxious. And, like, that was comfortable for me because that's how my ex was toward the end of our relationship was, like, really just, like, showering me with attention. Like, if I didn't text back in, like, an hour, it'd be like, hello. And it's uncomfortable to get that, but at the same time, it's very comfy. So then I get involved with somebody like Music Man that, like, won't text me back for, like, 48 hours, and I'm like what the fuck yeah, right? <laughs> even though it's something that I'm seeking out but it's like understanding that it's just like ingrained in a person's being and it's not really much about you yeah, as if, an individual well and then if you analyze your earliest relationships like when I think about my relationships with my parents like I love my parents mm-hmm. and I want to say like when you analyze your relationships with your parents no one is saying your parent is a bad parent. Right. And it's hard to do that because you're like, I love my parents and I think they did a lot for me. Yeah. And you can think that, but you can also be like recognize their faults and be upset about it and still love them. Yeah, All of totally. those can coexist. Yeah. So I'm saying that with that background of like, I don't think my parents were fully like prepared to have a kid when they had me because I'm the oldest so like you know they walk they're younger than I am now when oh, they shit. had me yeah my mom had yeah. all three kids by her my age and I'm like Jesus holy Christ shit. like I gotta go yeah, I, to like, I, don't even, I can't really keep my plants go. alive like are you kidding me <laughs> yeah like, I have fake you're... plants you guys fake plants <laughs> and I can't <laughs> keep them alive it's, it's so I think like they got to a point where they were like oh I don't think I'm like this is harder than I thought it was gonna be and I'm not really <laughs> fully hard shit like raising yeah, a kid. yeah. who, who would have thought yeah. so <laughs> thought? Thought? I just kind of had to like self-soothe and learn to depend on myself and not express my feelings because my feelings are a burden to other people mm-hmm. so I think that's where my avoidant attachment comes up mm-hmm. is I had to be independent well, speaking of babies, so they did a study, and this is in the book as well. Um, so basically, they had like three different children. One, they each had the different attachment styles, right? Like anxious, avoidant, and um, secure. And then their mom would walk, they're in separate rooms. Their mom would walk in the room, and then they'd walk out. All three babies would be distressed, right? They'd be sad that their mom was gone. The secure person, when the mom walked in, they were like, oh, I'm not distressed anymore. I'm happy to see you. The heart rate returned to normal type thing. The anxious person, when they walked in, their heart rate did not return. They were still kind of upset with their mom, like, how dare you leave me? The avoidant person, they appeared to be, like, normal, but their heart rate was still elevated. So they were still annoyed with their mom for leaving, but, like, they still were upset about it, right? Like, yeah. they were upset about it, but they they, they appeared normal. So, like, mm-hmm. it kind of goes back to when you're that little and your mom literally walking away. Yeah, you before know. you can talk is right. when, like, these attachment styles are formed. Mm-hmm. So, like predominantly secure makes sense to me because I would say but also my parents like thinking about how they probably weren't ready to have a kid and um like not wanting to have that responsibility but having to have it Mm -hmm. (laughs) that makes a lot of sense where like my level of independence comes from yeah and I also like like talking about attachment too, like it's easy to be like, oh, I feel ashamed of this. It's nothing to be ashamed of. Mm-hmm. Your attachment style is nothing to be ashamed yeah. of. Yeah, it and just kind of happens. And you have to learn to navigate it. it. Think of it as a superpower. Like once you're aware of it, you are now in control of how you handle it. Yeah, it's no one's responsibility to meet your needs, but mm-hmm. it's your responsibility to like res- how you respond to it. Yes. So like communication is just amen, like amen. amen. <laughs> 
just ha- it's easier said than done. Like I can barely talk to my boyfriend about the smallest thing. Um, but when you are open about kind of like these uncomfortable conversations, then you both feel comfortable talking about it in the future and it becomes an easier thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So just be like, hey, I'm aware of this about myself and I need this from you right now. Mm-hmm. And silver lining. Um, okay, so if you can, your attachment style can change. So if you date mm-hmm. someone who is secure for about four years, you're, it takes about four years for your attachment style to change. So if you're <laughs> in a relationship with someone for four years, your attachment style will kind of mimic theirs. So if you find a secure man or woman or whatever, you will you date them for four years. You, that ends up being your life partner. Like, this could all become irrelevant. You'll just be secure and you'll be like, hey. I'm a secure bitch. <laughs> I'm a secure bitch. This is so interesting. So I was listening to a podcast um, about attachment stuff. And uh, it's called Project Love. Um, I, love I was listening to Project Love podcast. Uh, but you're pet can help you change your attachment style. I saw that too. Your like pet. you just can? Yeah. Yeah. Because Ruffin. you Ruffin. have oh, Ruff. oh God, I can't with Our Ruffin. pets give us <laughs> unconditional love, if you think about it. Yeah, they are and secure. you have an opportunity to practice a different attachment style, whether that's secure or avoidant or anxious or whatever. Like, um, and the study is really interesting. So, like, people who are predominantly avoidant with their pets, they'll show more anxious attachment. They're going to be like, there's something wrong with them. I never, and when I think about it, I'm like, I'm constantly like, if I'm petting my cat and I'm like, oh, I love him so much. He's such a good cat. And then I look at him and then I'm like, why are his eyes watering? Something must be wrong. He's He must be dying. I must be dying. Uh-huh, <laughs> like, yeah. It just spirals out of control. And Amelia's- I'm like, someone's sick. Something's wrong. It can't be. There's there's something wrong. Amelia's full of uh, anxious with Ruffin. Like, if he doesn't look at her for, like, two seconds, she's like, what's wrong? He doesn't like me anymore. No, I will fully spiral if something's wrong with Ruffin. Not I- even something's wrong. Like, if he doesn't even, like, acknowledge you for a second. He's like, such a-, a sassy little bitch, that dog. But... That's, you know, it's why we work. You see, that's the anxious mm-hmm. and, and avoidant style. <laughs> he's, he's an avoidant dog. Yeah. <laughs> that's why we he's work. Like, I can't deal with you. I need space. It's like, I need space. No, for sure. Well, I, and I know when you and I were talking early on, um, anxious and anxious attachment styles do well together. Yeah, they build up on each other, right? They can mm-hmm. give each other what they need. They can, you know, they, they and understand you they can both become, need You can become a healthy dependent relationship. Yes. Like there's a big difference between like healthy dependence and codependence. Right. And you can become healthily dependent in your relationship and it's like interdependence and yeah. not so much codependence. Yeah, right. Like that's a that's a good way to put it. And then I think, you know, anxious and secure, avoidant and secure Avoidant and, and avoidant just doesn't work. Yeah, avoidant, avoidant and avoidant, they just don't have the glue to keep each other together. Yeah. Like, they yeah. just don't have enough there. And then, like, anxious, avoidant, just stay away from each other. Do us all a favor. You know, like, just <laughs> do yourself a favor at this point. Just, it's like, like a self-fulfilling prophecy, like, anxious and avoidant relationships. Yeah. It, ch- it literally changed my whole dating life, right? Like, I just yeah. would date someone and be like, mm, no. I would say your boyfriend is like the epitome of secure. Oh, he's so great. Yeah. He does have a, he has a few avoidant tendencies, right? But he also has some anxious one, but he is so great. And I'm like so happy to have met him. Right. We went to college together and we met. I was reading. That's like one of the best things for anxious attachment is when you find someone, um, who like 
is you started out as friends yeah mm-hmm. because you can build that kind of bond without the pressure of a being like is this the person for me yeah. like yeah. am i gonna spend forever with them you're not having all that like internal chaos yeah. because you can have like some kind of like, you know dynamic outside of a immediate romantic relationship totally so, yeah you get all the even if you weren't you friends like close friends or anything beforehand you still were able to get to know each other in like a college setting where yeah. everything's kind of like laid back and, and we're, we're, we're like there's not a lot of pressure yeah. yeah yeah and then like meet casually and I remember when you told me like you guys made out and you're like it's so random yeah <laughs> I was not expecting I think I went that. to dinner with you and a couple of my girlfriends the next day remember we took yeah that? yeah yeah because yeah, yeah, you fun. had some friends over and then like uh, you invited me to get pizza with you guys the yeah. next day. Yeah, and we talked about it, and, like, three of my girlfriends are dating three of his guy friends, so it just kind of worked. I love that. Yeah, and, but, like, uh, Well, and then they started kind of dating them. At, some, some of them were at, the, some around the same yeah, time. Yeah, 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 yeah. One of my friends was at the same time, like, one of them. No one had predicted it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was but really it was just, funny. like, so funny, and then Liz, yeah, Liz was there for just it, and I was like, it's so person, random, but like, I was like, he's, like, kind of cute, like, you know, like. Yeah, so Liz was there. We got pizza that night. Madison put her foot down, too. She was like, get out. Uh, I'm not going to hook up with you unless <gasps> you're going to ask me out. Oh, yeah. girl. Oh, I need some like, of that. I have I'm standards like, and boundaries. Yes, we love standards and boundaries yes. in this household. Let's put that on a shirt. Standards and boundaries. Standards. We should. Standards, standards and boundaries. And boundaries. Well, and Madison is also the one who um, encouraged me, like, gave me the idea mm-hmm. to not date for at least six Life months. Life-changing. Because she did it. And then... When I met my boyfriend after uh, five and a half months, so I almost made it, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, just when you give yourself... You're, like, you, you get to a point where you're like, oh, God, I'm fucking over this stuff, and I like myself, and I want to spend more time with myself. And all, all, almost for me, it was almost the opposite like I'm not really enjoying the person that I am and I don't want to focus my energy on other finding a mate right like I want to get to a place where I'm like very happy with myself and 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 not to it wasn't super negative right like I didn't hate myself but I was like oh I don't like this about myself I don't like this about myself like Mm -hmm. what can I do to fix that and if I was dating someone I'd be too preoccupied with what's going on with them to focus on myself would you do you feel like you would hyper focus on your looks that's what I would do. I would hyper focus on how I looked, and I'd be like, "I need to fix this on, with my arms," and like, I hate my nose, and like, hmm, yeah. Things. So you know that never like. I know it shows up differently. For it everyone. shows up differently. That never really like happened for me. Like I've always been like pretty like accepting myself in those ways, and also kind of confident, right? Like I've just like that's like you know not where I focus my energy. It was more so on like my relationship with people and feeling like, am I too much? Like, you know, that was a big thing for me, like being too much. Cause mm-hmm. I'm like super extra and I, I can acknowledge that. So it kind of showed up with me and being self-conscious interacting with people. Like, should I, do I say this? Do I not say this? Is this too much? Aww. You know, like those type of you're, things. You're like extra behavior always seems so self-aware to me though. It is now, it's like, but this was before, like, I feel like I met you. Okay. Um, that makes so, sense. Interesting. Yeah. Where you're like, Oh, am I too much? Um, and then, like, I loved that, like, the more I got to know you, there, there's just, like, I don't know, you're so caring and thoughtful. Thank you. Well, that's yeah. so sweet. Yeah, you are. But, but also, you're not um, uh, 
it's not like you're particular about who you care you care about. Does that yeah, make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you, if you're having a good time, you want everyone in your immediate vicinity to be having a good time too. You're not going to be exclusionary about Hence it. Hence the shots. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Tina's all around. No, no, yeah. You just, you just like, uh, I'm into astrology, and Madison is a Cancer, Ooh, and yeah. that's just like Cancer behavior. Like a mom. Just like right. yeah, but like a fun mom. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, I'm, I'm a cool I'm mom. A cool. Yeah, she's like. <laughs> Uh, everyone's taking a shot. Yeah. You need a shot. Does anybody need a, need a condom? And I think yes. I'm the oldest one here, so I'm like, what's the 411? What's going on on TikTok? What are you guys listening to? <laughs> exactly. Oh, yeah. my God. What's the tea? What's yeah. the tea? What's going on in everyone's lives? Take a shot. Y'all, these guys are so young, they don't watch The Real Housewives. So. Madison, you are, like, three months old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that's true. You guys are super close oh, in yeah, age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, let's marry, fuck, kill this bitch. Well, this better be a good one. Uh, Amelia planned it, so okay. I don't know. Yeah, Liz actually doesn't know what I'm asking about. No. I hope it's good. All right. There's three different rounds. Okay. Mary, fuck, kill. Kelly, Michelle, Beyonce. Ooh. Ooh. Well, we're that killing Michelle. <laughs> we are marrying Beyonce, and Kelly looks like she could maybe get it. get it. Yeah, she could get it. Interesting. Kelly's pretty hot. Yeah. Remember her motivation video where she had, like, two rubber bands that were, like, vibrating on either side? Yeah. I don't know. Beautiful. I was very Beautiful. sheltered. As Beautiful. A 10 woman. out of 10. Would recommend. <clears throat> what about you, Liz? Um, I think I echo Madison's sentiments because Jay-Z does not deserve Beyonce. No. Fuck no. No. Even and before he cheated. Yeah. Even exactly. before. And my, uh, my gay best friend and his now fiance, their biggest argument they ever had was that um, their biggest argument was that like he thought that Michelle was not the most underrated Destiny's Child, and my gay best friend was like, "No, sh- like she is the worst Destiny's Child." Like it was a whole thing. That was their first epic <laughs> she fight. Is like, they literally even. got in a fight. <laughs> so he thought that Michelle was the. So he thought Kelly was the. Most. No, so my gay best friend's fiance thought that Michelle was like actually had a career, and my gay best friend was like, "No, she didn't have a career. She sucked." And it was like an actual argument there. Can anybody say what a Michelle song is post Destiny Child? I don't know. Oh, I do. About it's like, when Jesus says yes, who can say no? That, that was, was Michelle. And then, but okay, here's the thing. It was Michelle, but she featured Beyonce and Kelly in the song. Well, my know. answer is I would probably fuck Beyonce. <laughs> oh. Yeah. You want to um, marry her? Look how rich she is. No, Who would you I marry? wouldn't. I would probably marry Kelly. Okay, so Michelle's dying all around. Yeah. I mean, I'm blessing Michelle. You know what? Maybe, honestly, it depends on what point in my life I'm in. She can yeah. die and go to heaven. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. All right, next one. We're going to talk about the Johns. John Stamos, John Krasinski, John Hamm. I was hoping John Cena was one of them. Yeah. John right. Cena. <laughs> Wait, which one is John Kaczynski? From The Office. Jim. Jim. Oh, he's going to go. Oh, what? She doesn't I don't want, like The Office. She doesn't watch I don't either, but like. Don't kill me. Uh, so I'd say he's gone. I would say okay. we got Stan. Stamos and Ham. Ooh, those are good Johns. Those are good Johns. This is yes. a good group of Johns. I know. I would say maybe fuck Stamos and marry Ham. But Ham kind of seems like a dick, but he I think is. I kind of like it. Stamos is like... Uncle John- Jesse. 
Stamos is probably more of a fuckboy than John Hamm in my opinion. Apparently, John yeah. Hamm is miserable to, oh, to be really? around. Yeah, he has, like, Ugh. a reputation. That okay, sucks. so then we'll marry Stamos mm-hmm. and fuck John Hamm. Because I also have seen in pictures that is... Well endowed. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> well, not like not like I'm sorry, not like nudie pictures, but like the paparazzi always call it out that his like you can see his becker. Ooh. What would you say, Amelia? I would I would fuck John Hamm. I would hate fuck John Hamm. Oh, and it would be great. Him. I would marry John Krasinski because I just love him so much. And if anybody's good enough for Emily Blunt. Oh, that one. He actually is. Cute. He's phenomenal. So would, okay. Sorry. Ooh, John Krasinski with a beard. Oof. And then, um, just by process of elimination, I'd have to kill Stamos. But like, I don't want to. It would probably it would short me. though. Probably short. So I might agree with you on all That's this. That's fair. I would for sure kill John Ham. Mm-hmm. Uh, fuck John Stamos. John Stamos would be a good fuck. And then marry John Krasinski. Okay. Emily but Bl- only oh, not. I didn't know it was that only one not name. as. Jen. She's phenomenal. Yeah? yeah. Do you change your answer then? Yeah. Who would you Who would you kill? Between Stamos and Ham, probably Ham. Probably Ham. Even though he's well endowed. Even though he's like, I, that's not end all be all. Yeah, it might be for that. fucking. I know motion of the motion of the ocean, not the size of I, the boat. Yeah, I, I think I agree with Liz. I can get. I, you guys it, have the same answer. I can get yeah. some good dick, but like if the vibe isn't there, like yeah. emotionally, it's not good. To Sometimes me. I need some emotionless sex, and if if the guy, it, I've, I've never like been I'm able to have him. that. I'm so jealous. I wish I could have. I'm jealous that you haven't been able to. <laughs> Honestly, I've had a bit of emotionless sex. I would love if it was just a little Mia's, Amelia's like my specialty. <laughs> it's it's yeah. like a, a little PayPal situation. <laughs> yeah. A little transaction. It what? is transactional. Uh, pay penis. Pay penis. Pay okay, penis Okay, I always love your pay ponies, but it's not really working. The Chris's. Pratt. Pine. Hemsworth. Chris Pratt, Chris Pine, Chris Hemsworth. I kind of want to throw, um, what's Chris, uh, Captain America? Isn't that Chris Pratt? No. No, that's Chris Pine. I thought that was Chris Chris Evans. Chris Evans. I'm going to replace Pratt with Evans. Chris Evans, Chris Pine, Chris Hemsworth. Yeah, which one's Pine? No, I was going to Pine is the, his eyes, I'll show you Chris Pine, hold on. I think I know who he is. Chris Pine. Chris. Uh, he is in um, <laughs> Amelia, type it away. Oh, yeah, okay. So yeah, he's in Chris Star Pine. Trek. He's in Star Trek. Chris Pine, who else? Chris Pine. Chris, uh, Chris, <laughs> Chris Pine, Chris Hemsworth, Chris Evans. Okay. I would say probably kill Chris Pine. Okay. <laughs> uh, Hemsworth, 100% marrying. Like, would love to look at that every day. Yeah, that accent, too. And then mm. Evans, yeah, we'll fuck him. Captain okay. America. Okay. That, I feel like that's a good answer. Yeah. Uh, I am marrying the fuck out of Chris Evans. Me too. Chris Jamal oh. Evans. I am what an ally. Chris Evans. Um, I'm going to kill Chris Hemsworth. What? I don't know. Yikes. I just don't really care. Okay. Uh, and then... <laughs> I just don't really care. I wouldn't even flinch. He's just like, I'm Thor. <laughs> what else? And, um, and, and, then, and Australia. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't have to work that hard, so he doesn't have to offer much more. And then, <laughs> wait, who's the other one? Pine. Chris Pine. Oh, I'm, uh, I'm going to fuck Chris Pine. Really? Interesting. Okay. And I'm going to do it for my mom, because she loves Chris Pine. Ah! This one goes this out for you, mom! <laughs> <laughs> okay. Mine would be, I would marry 
the fuck out of Chris Evans mm-hmm. in a fucking heartbeat. I would fuck Chris Hemsworth yes. hard. And I would probably kill Chris Pine. I don't want to kill Chris Pine. Yeah, I don't want to kill Chris no, Pine. No, no one wants. I mean, yeah. he's he's phenom. Like, look at that. Look at that face. <gasps> Ooh, he has a salt and pepper beard right now. I don't know. I just, I think he's so cute. Oh, yeah, he gets better. He ages well. Yeah, he's, he's a very fine ride. pretty. And I like that. What a handsome man. Even though, you know, and you guys I do have, marry a, I have a pretty boy thing. Chris Evans? But I also have a yeah. man like Captain man. America. Yeah. He plays yeah. piano. Oh, Fun he, fact. And, and then he doesn't he, take much he, per million. And he, he looks plays. at the camera when he plays piano. Oh, he used I'll to send date, you this TikTok. He, you're going to be sold. <laughs> I love TikTok. He used to date Jenny Slate. I know. What's that? I think that's like the she's, major she's selling point for, a sec. for me. I'll show you Jenny Slate. You'll recognize her. You'll, you will recognize Slate. Jenny Slate. She was also Marcel the Shelf, in fact. I know. This is Jenny Slate. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> All right, let's wrap. Yeah. Uh, should, I, um, should I lead us out in prayer? Please do. Father God, please ensure that Amelia's fake freckles wash off <laughs> tonight and um, help us all sleep well. <laughs> please pray for my fake freckles. Please rate us on Apple Podcasts um, and subscribe to us on Spotify. <laughs> and, and listen to us on SoundCloud. DM us. <laughs> Eventually, we'll get back This to is you. all falling apart. We're we'll have a script for our lead-out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll figure this out. Maybe we'll just have Madison on every week to lead us out mm-hmm. in prayer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love you so much. Love my you. Gonna, my mom's literally going to hate me. She's like, you led that type of prayer. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we love you. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.